Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Engineering Societal Madness. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Thursday, this January 4th in the year 2024. I tell you, it's... Um, crazy time that we're living in, and we're also obviously seeing a lot of the characters and players being rather shaken by many of the reveals that are happening. The problem is that we're still victim of their game. Let me read you a little quote here before we begin. If you catch 100, fire, 100 red fire ants as well as 100 large black ants and put them in a jar, at first nothing will happen. However, if you violently shake the jar and dump them back on the ground, the ants will fight until they eventually kill each other. The thing is, the red ants think the black ants are the enemy and vice versa, where in reality, the real enemy is the person who shook the jar. This is exactly what's happening in society today. Liberal versus conservative, black versus white, pro-mask versus anti-mask. The real question we need to be asking ourselves is, who is shaking the jar and why? This last week, as you know, in the first, a letter was released citing that the Pentagon would be held accountable for the actions they take. The letter was titled, A Declaration of Military Accountability, and it was signed by 231 signatories, when I'm, I am one of them. That letter has spawned an amazing reaction, with Department of Defense launching a counterattack using its resources and its proxies through, the, through its public-private partnerships to have the letter removed off of every possible social media platform they can. They've disrupted communications, and they've seeked, and they've even gone so far as to launch their bots and their trolls to suggest that this is some form of mutiny, which is difficult to, to understand since most of the people that signed it were veterans. What is really very in interesting and what everyone should be asking is, why did a letter that cause, calls for their accountability which there is no direct pathway to make that happen other than us demanding it and making the public aware of it. But why did a letter signed by 231 people shake up the Department of Defense so much that it was willing to go on the offensive and wage a counter war against its own people and against the citizens of the United States? And the question can only, the answer can only be one thing. Whatever that represents in the letter, what they're hiding is far worse. And I think we're going to see that. Before we get going tonight, one thing you have to be absolutely clear on is we are dealing with psychopaths and crazies. And these people, under absolute rule of, of authority and, and tyranny, will do anything they can to maintain power. What that means for us is something very simple. They will, they will use all resources available, including ways to disrupt communication and transportation to force us to our knees. You need to be prepared. That's why we have EMP Shield, empshield.com is the place you go to check out these devices there. It's an American-made, veteran-owned company. It's an American-made product, veteran-owned company, tested at the finest labs in the United States for EMP protection. 
It'll protect you from EMP level 1, 2, or 3, solar flares, as well as lightning strikes. This, these devices are designed to protect your whole home, to protect your ATVs, to protect your vehicle, to protect your RVs, to protect your solar systems, to protect even your ham radio base station. And all of these products are can be purchased on that site. They're, they're a low-cost insurance policy when you think of the threats we currently face. And unfortunately, whether we like it or not, we have to take precautions for these unknown and emerging threats, considering who is in the helm of power. Again, psychopathic pedal pile elites. Hmm. Sounds like a good group of people. But anyway, take advantage of, the, of this. They have an additional 10% off on the site right now, and that's their New Year special. So if you go in and use your BARDS code, you're going to get $50 off and free shipping plus an additional 10% site-wide after New Year's special. So again, my, go to empshield.com, empshield.com, and check it out. BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, $50 off and free shipping. All right. I want to dig into this a bit because really what we're dealing with is a real darkness of society. And it's a darkness that ultimately, for us to understand what we're dealing with, we're dealing with some extremely crazy and horrible people in our world that quite frankly are out for one thing. They want to control everything and they want to submit everybody to their personal control. These people are not normal. They're obsessed with power. And their obsession with power is something that continues to, to haunt America because they'll do anything and everything to acquire power, maintain power, and go further. So I want you to listen to this short piece here. It's an interesting perspective historically on the pharmaceutical industry. And so if we take a little walk through history, you'll see time and time again how this has happened. So I'm going to jump way back first. Okay. There was a small little company that reached out to the Third Reich and said, hey, we need 150 participants for our clinical trial. The Nazi regime shipped 150 healthy Jewish women to this uh, this pharmaceutical company to test its products. Literally. Within six months, there's letters back to the Third Reich from this pharmaceutical company saying, thank you so much for your cooperation. The women arrived in great health and working order. Unfortunately, none of them, none of them made it through the initial phases of our trial. They killed 150 women. We kindly request that you send us another 150 women. That little company became Bayer which is now a mega pharmaceutical company. And Holy I say that shit. because it would have changed by now. That was forever ago, right? The world's a different place. We would never allow that today. Jump forward post-World War II. I talked about this on RFK's podcast, Eisenhower's speech, his uh, famous speech about the military industrial complex. What a lot of people don't realize is there was a second half to that speech where Eisenhower warned the American people about the medical industrial complex. He warned that if we allow private industry to control, monopolize, and profiteer off of health and healthcare, that they will silo innovation, stifle innovation, and capitalize and monetize innovation. I would argue that's 100% what we've seen, and it's continuing. And the reason I wanna walk the public through this is because to understand what's going on, you've gotta see the history of how it's happened. Now you jump forward to the 80s, okay? Time and time again, when Big Pharma has had an opportunity to choose left or right, over and over again, they have chose profits over patient outcomes. So 1980s, Bayer launches a hemophilia drug. They inadvertently contaminate 
thousands of specimens with HIV. They know that they've contaminated specimens with HIV, this drug with HIV virus. What do they do? They have a decision, destroy all of it or ship it to the public anyway. They shipped it into third world countries, Africa and Asian markets, and infected 20,000 people with the HIV virus. What? This is the 80s when it was a death sentence. Look at this from this article. A division of the pharmaceutical company Bayer sold millions of dollars of blood clotting medicine for hemophiliacs, medicine that carried a high risk of transmitting AIDS to Asia and Latin America in the mid-1980s while selling a new, safer product in the West, according to documents obtained by the New York Times. Holy shit. So jump forward, they infect all these people with HIV. Okay, in the 80s, compounding pharmacies and specialty pharmacies and generic uh, manufacturers attempted to create HIV treatment options that were affordable for third world countries. Because at the time, it was like $14,000 a month for an HIV treatment to keep you alive. Nobody could afford that in those countries. So what happens? Does Big Pharma, in a market they can't sell, in a market they can't touch, in a market where they inadvertently infected, or I would say almost knowingly infected 20,000 people with HIV, they then lobby with the U.S. government, file and sue the shit out of all of these companies that were attempting to make cost-effective generics. It caught it up in litigation for three years before finally they bent to the will of the American people and the feedback of, of the public. There was outrage over this. And finally, after three years of litigation, Big Pharma said, basically, screw it. Go ahead and give them the HIV. Let them make these HIV meds in these countries that aren't buying our product anyway. I just say all this so you know the people we're dealing with. So you know the people we're dealing with. It's dead on. These people aren't going to ever make peace. In fact, everything that they have done is about to make profit at the expense of human lives. So when you see a letter that comes out with 231 signatures, and you see the Department of Defense mobilize Cyber Command or elements in a cyber counterfight, which may very well not be Cyber Command because they're notorious for using their proxies and using resources like InQtel. It is an incubator for private companies to create new technologies and new weapons of technologies for, the, for, the, their, wep, for their systems of war. What you're literally watching here is their fear of letting something get out. And part of that fear is that they don't want that letter to penetrate into the rank and file of the military. They don't want the military personnel to hold it, look at it, know it. That's That part they can't control, but they think they can. So then you start to get other people in there, even advisors to like Tom Cotton, who they're telling Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton, that we need to start banning TikTok and we start preventing people from speaking out. This is the system now doing what it does best. It's a tyranny. You know, I said a long time ago, I used to say this publicly, and this is before this podcast even, that if people would stop paying taxes overnight, just stop paying, you would see the face of the true nature of government within about six months because it would show its true face of tyranny because without money, it can't function. All of these things are the same way. We People have been participating in this fight and allowing them to gain power at an unprecedented rate. I played this piece early this, in the sh this morning show, but I want you to hear it since Epstein is in the news and it's worth listening to this piece, which is about six minutes on who Jeffrey Epstein hey, is. Hey, Republicans that support Israel, important reminder, 
This guy was an Israeli spy. He worked for Mossad. And if you haven't read Whitney Webb's books detailing this extensively, I'll run through some quick ones. Homegirl Ghislaine has many extensive ties to Israel, not the least of which being her father, one of the most famous or infamous Mossad agents of all time. Although now he's the second most infamous Mossad agent. Or Epstein's closest business partner, Wexner, deeply tied to Israel and a lot of other really messed up things. Or Ace Greenberg, who first brought Epstein up through Bear Stearns into banking and basically put him on the path he was on. I mean, even Hoffenberg, with whom Jeffrey Epstein was a big part of Tower Financials Corp, if you know any history, he was Jewish as well. And had so much important information in that brain of his that he wound up mysteriously dead with no cause of death when Epstein was awaiting trial. Just one of several mysterious deaths. And it's important to clarify that not all Jewish people are Zionists, not all Jewish people support what Israel's doing. This is not about Jewish people. It's like if the Vatican were to commit a genocide against a neighboring country and we were to try to look at who was involved in the Vatican's genocide, there would be a lot of Christians in that mix. And it would not be irrelevant to talk about people's Christianity if the Vatican was committing genocide. Unfortunately, a Jewish state is committing a genocide. And so a lot of Jews are involved in that, but not all Jews. And no one should be expressing hatred towards all Jews internationally. That's ridiculous, full stop. But there's this myth amongst the people that they've somehow gotten away with that we're not allowed to talk about Jeffrey because the billionaires that were on his list don't want us to talk about Jeffrey. And that is not why. We're not allowed to talk about Jeffrey because he was Israeli and Israel controls the places where we talk about Jeffrey. You know, like Jeffrey spent decades going out of his way since 2003 and before courting tech entrepreneurs, Larry Page and Sergey Brin. It's not Bill Gates that's keeping us from talking about Epstein. It's Israel. Oh yeah, and while we're talking to Republicans about Israel, you know who Israel has bought? Our president is the highest receiver of Israeli money in all of congressional history, shortly followed by Hillary Clinton, whose husband had certain ties to a certain financier. It's probably just a coincidence that the last time Israel made a major offensive move against Palestine was during Bill Clinton's presidency. And do I need to get started on the son who has had three different laptops at least taken by Lord knows who, where for some reason he was choosing to take compromising videos, almost like someone had something on him that could tell him to take more compromising videos, like, you know, wearing stars of David and stuff like that, because uh, that's just a normal thing you do prolifically on laptops that then get stolen. And like, don't look into how many of the wives of the Biden children were Jewish because it's a weirdly high number. Um, not the least of which being this young lady that doesn't look perturbed by this photo at all. Why do you suppose a woman that looks like this marries a 53-year-old crackhead? And not just like any marries a 53-year-old crackhead, but marries him and gets matching tattoos with him less than a week after meeting him. This is from the Times of Israel. They're totally not like bragging about how this cute young Jewish woman got Hunter Biden married within six days of meeting her. Not a handler at all. By the way, that's their son that they had immediately upon meeting. 
In case you've been living under a rock, the wars between Israel and Palestine have been going on for decades. And for some reason, we just happened to get an enormous escalation of Israeli violence against Palestinians based upon obviously, like obviously Hamas started it all, like nothing happened this year before Hamas attacked. But now we've got this huge Israeli invasion killing thousands of women and children in broad daylight in front of everybody, literally bulldozing over civilians inside of hospital camps. Like, disgusting. And it just so happens to fall during the presidency of one of the most heavily Israeli targeted figures in US government history. Like, from blackmail angles, from political lobbying angles, like I had a whole chart about it in my Obsidian file and for some reason it reverted to an old version and doesn't have any of the new versions saved. And I don't know what to make of that, but my notes on Joe Biden's ties to Israel were wiped out. Um, so yeah, Republicans, if you didn't click away from this to try to stay in your little denial pit and you made it this far, I commend you. Um, if you're supporting Israel, they are responsible for the largest human trafficking ring in modern history. That is them. And they use that ring to influence American and other foreign politicians like in Britain and other places. And we are now seeing a big move, a gambit on that influence operation. Think about it. What are you supporting? And what's more anti-Semitic? Calling out a genocide or supporting a ring of pedophilia and the massacre of thousands of innocent women and children in the name of a Jewish homeland. That's not a good look for Jewish people. And a lot of Jewish people want nothing to do with that look because that's not, no. So yeah, just because your party believes a thing doesn't mean you have to believe the thing too. Like the amount of cognitive dissonance on the internet right now is mind blowing. Does TikTok support freedom of speech? Yes, it's one of the commitments I've given this committee. So we have a pretty interesting situation that's evolving here. We have a letter that has 231 signatures on it. It's demanding the accountability to the military. And at the same time, in the same week, we have the release of the Epstein logs, or the beginning of them, and we're starting to see a cascade of events. And so this is what I find interesting. The Epstein logs are getting released, but not removed from the web. And yet the letter that called for accountability within the Department of Defense is. And what do you think you make of that? I'll give you some ideas, to, some things to think about a little bit. The Epstein logs are something that people look at. They're going to read. They're going to get excited. They deal a lot with political corruption. And for the most part, for the most part, people are going to say, I understand it and they're going to do nothing about it. The Epstein logs don't call for anything other than people to see the truth if they won't even want to read them. And most people aren't going to believe the magnitude of what you're dealing with. The difference in the letter and the Epstein files and the Epstein flight logs are, should be the most significant event, literally beginning of the year. And everybody should be outraged because what Epstein represents is exactly what he said at the end of that is the largest child sex trafficking ring in history being run by Mossad, organized by Mossad out of Israel as Israel is positioning itself to be the puppet masters of all these foreign governments. But you see, when the Epstein logs come out, that next bridge to talk about it in terms of Israel, most Christians can't digest because they've been brainwashed to believe 
that they have to worship Israel, regardless of the sickness of the government, they have to worship Israel. This has been the biggest, most successful PSYOP I think ever imagined. So they have an entire Christian community that believes in a two-tier system in heaven. They believe that Jews are better than Christians. That's That goes. You just, you just go down to a normal church and ask them, and they're going to start telling you things like, we support Israel. Um, we're not going to condemn Israel. They're, they're, they're bombing women and children. 30,000 bombs dropped on a, an area in Gaza when you say it hit civilians. You're like, oops, it hit civilians. There's 80% women and children in that area. So they're slaughtering innocent civilians. And oh, but hey, we're going to get back to that vaccine because it's kind of important. We'll get right to it. Because while they bomb the civilians and they ask for more helicopters from the Pentagon, and the Pentagon says, sure, even though we know that those Apaches have been used to kill women and children because they said so. Let us not worry about that. Let us let them continue the genocide. Some of the questions people might want to ask is, who are the Palestinians? I mean, seriously, who are they? Because there's only one reason that you would want to erase people off of a land. It sounds a whole lot like the American Native, the Native American being pushed out of our land, the American Indian Wars. Sounds really familiar. But there's only one reason that you would want to erase people off the land. It's because they had the anointment of the and the mantle of birthright or the birthright to that land. And that's why they have to be erased because remember Rothschilds bought that land. And for these people out here that keep saying, well, yes, but we have to worship Israel. Israel didn't exist when our founding fathers started this country. And do you know what they called our country when our founding fathers started it? The new Jerusalem. Isn't that interesting? So who, what is Israel? Israel is a Rothschilds owned section, a country created out of nothing, run by, not not Israelites, but run by the Khazari Mafia, which were known as the Red Jews. The same ones. Oh, yeah. The same ones. They were part of that piece I played at the beginning. The Nazis. Yeah, that's the same type of group of people. So for all of you out there that are out here worshiping Israel, I need you to understand what you're worshiping. You're worshiping a government that's satanic. And don't start quoting from the Bible for me and tell me that, oh, we have to worship Israel anyway and pray for it. You can pray all you want. You're praying for a government that is satanic. You need to be praying against that principality. You need to be starting to free that from the control of the world. But let's let's take this back to the vax. Because while we're saying we want accountability on the Department of Defense, something very interesting is happening over in, in Gaza. Because suddenly our humanitarian effort that's going on over there is now saying we're going to inject all the children with this vax. This vaccine is one of the most important things they have ever done because it is a stepping stone to getting the world to shift to transhumanism. And they're polluting the human genome. They know it. 1.5 billion people have been corrupted by this vax. And the women that have taken it, it's sitting latent within the reproductive system. So that when they have a child, these latent stable parts of this vax will activate. We don't even know what we're going to get as children coming out. And doctors are saying this. If you go into the clinics where they're doing the these clinics to get pregnant, pregnancy clinics, fertility clinics, where they're literally putting a, a sperm and an egg together, they're seeing things with vaccinated people that they can't explain and are destroying the life because it's becoming so crazy what they're seeing. It doesn't make any sense. That research has been brought up by Dr. Kerry Madej. So we're asking for accountability. And the Pentagon, 231 names, 
plus 11,000 have signed on the online petition. The Pentagon is trying to suppress this article everywhere it goes. It's using its AI agents. It's using some very sophisticated high-tech stuff. It's even running a counter-ops campaign against the PSYOP campaign to try to tell people that this is mutiny or this is criminal. This is not the way the military acts. They are throwing everything they can at this to stop a letter signed by 231 people. And yet, in parallel, comes the Epstein logs, and people are all talking about it. So this is what this tells me. It tells me that the darkest crimes aren't Epstein. Epstein's a story. Epstein's part of a global op, and a global op that was designed to keep the world in perpetual chaos and to literally develop societal madness, to get people to where you have one side against the other, one side getting truth, one side believing lies, constantly pitting them in one another. But Epstein's easy. All you're going to do is read a, read a flight log, and then you're going to say, okay, who's going to do it for us? And the American people are extremely good at saying someone else is going to do it for me. But no one's going to save us. So I go back to the 231. See, because what's different about that is we've told them in that letter, we will hold you accountable. We will make sure that you're held accountable because the things that you're doing are criminal. And so since they're criminal, we're going to come after you. But remember that story I did that came from Joe Rogan. This isn't just about kids. This goes to the root who is actually running our Pentagon. It goes to the root who's actually running our intelligence agencies. See, it's not Mossad. You call it what it you can call it what it is. These are the same Nazis from World War II. Because we brought them over in, into from Operation Paperclip. And if you go further back and you go to the Chicago Fair, you find something very strange that happens at the Chicago Fair as the as the research is now surfacing up. See, at the Chicago Fair, the World's Fair the one that they ended up burning down and they destroyed or whatever else happened in it. I don't think very many people realize that there was a massive event there, a reenactment by the American Jewish group of sacrifice of children, sacrifice of children, ultimately to their God, Baal or Moloch. The entire engineer of this society has been to keep people at odds with one another, to create a special class of people that's untouchable. These two people, they call themselves Jews. They're not Israelites, and they're not Hebrews. They are a dark, sick cult that ultimately comes out of the place that no one and everyone keeps forgetting to look. It's called Ukraine. That's where they came from. So as the war has waged, they have used all the resources they can to go protect their own bloodline. And now they're pivoting to try to use their other agencies, which are based out of Israel, to try to start and foment a global nuclear war out of the Middle East so that they can erase everything and hide it away. And the sad part about it is the American church, the great American religious enterprise, has bought into the lie and is literally defending Israel at any cost. And yet they're the puppet masters of so much of this. So as I keep saying is, why is it that the Jeffrey Epstein logs aren't getting removed from the web and yet a letter done by 231 veterans and some active duty that's signed cold, demanding accountability for the Pentagon is getting erased? And that should bother everybody because what, what Epstein's logs represent are the number of people that were moved to that island back and forth by Jeffrey Epstein and ultimately tied to one of the most heinous crimes in, known to man. The abuse, sexual mutilation, and even digestion with a pet of children. This is known. 
The horrors that Jeffrey Epstein represents is beyond the pale and all deals with kids. It links you to Disney. It links you to every politician. It links you to every state official across the globe. And it links it back to Israel as one of the most prolific, largest, and ugly child pedophilia rings ever devised in human history. It's coming out of Israel, which all these people are worshiping. And yet, that information, the information of the flight logs, is being allowed. Now, someone can say, well, it's a court document. It was demanded. Trust me, there's so many ways they can suppress that that would make your head spin. But they're allowing it. And yet, a letter from 231 veterans and, and active duty people signed asking for the accountability of the Pentagon for the for the use for the administration of the COVID-19 death shot to its soldiers, turning their soldiers into guinea pigs and literally using them as ways to exterminate them and reduce the strength of the military powers of the United States. That letter is being pulled from the web. Because what it represents is worse than anybody can imagine. Because when we get into this and we pull this apart, the things we are going to find are going to make people's heads spin. It's going to be things like discovering that the military-industrial complex was actively involved in child sex trafficking. He's going to find out that the military-industrial complex was willfully and wantingly knowing what was going on with that vax, that it actually was first briefed in 1999 at Fort Detrick. And it was briefed on an operation of how to take down a nation. It was briefed to Delta Delta Force as a method of, of madness of how to create a nation and put them in a place where they would believe that the virus was real and that the real weaponization would be a needle in a, in a syringe that would be injected into them and that would be the real chemical weapon. Sounds familiar. You're going to find it, that we're going to find as we go deeper into this that the Pentagon was actively involved in the development of an agenda to move not only soldiers under the super soldier project, but tied with agencies, the intelligence agencies, to shift the entire nation to a transhumanist model without the nation's approval and without people giving consent. You're going to find out that the various lab and pieces that were involved, the senior commanders knew very well what they were doing. And as we move forward in this, you're going to discover that they had the mRNA shot developed and ready to deploy in 2012 and then begin to get partners and associates in line. We have to go back to the questions of COVID-19 because there were Pentagon drills done on this and other things to support this idea of a pandemic. So where did all the plexiglass shields come from? One of the most obvious questions that no one wants to ask. It's not that they had them, that was stupid. We know it doesn't work, but where did they come from? My point of this is there was years in stockpiling this because it was years in preparation for a PSYOP on America. And there's only one group of people that could organize that level of PSYOP. It is the Department of Defense, tied with the intelligence agencies. And while all this has been going on quietly in the last two years, as they've known that they've gone way too far overboard, they have been quietly changing the rules to start suppressing information on the web in a, in, in, with new regulations and rules to support a new pandemic. And what is the core of all of that? Because of how much money is to be made in Operation Warp Speed. And just so I say it, because I'm not the one who said this. I'm not the one who took credit for Operation Warp Speed. I'm not the one who bragged about the vax coming to America, but President Trump did. So I have a lot of questions for him. Because we know that this whole issue right now is not about the goodness of humanity. It's about the destruction of humanity for the rollout of a transhumanist model. And then along the way to kill as many people as they need to, to eliminate the threats. And our Department of Defense has been actively involved in this plan 
for years to destroy the people of the United States. I need you to let that sink in for a minute, the magnitude of what we're talking about here. And then you look at that letter and you say, oh, okay, so that letter really isn't about just COVID. That letter was about calling for accountability for treason and crimes against humanity. And they know that they did it. So what's where, what's, where do you find the crime? It's not the crime. It's always the cover-up. And this is exactly what they're doing. They're doing everything they can to cover this up because the overflow of this is massive. I just want to point out something biblical, which I find profound, and it's, it hit me today, and it's so insightful. This is straight-up Holy Spirit talking. The Bible says it is our obligation to protect widows and, and orphans. And we've read that many times, and it's like, okay, but there aren't a lot of widows and orphans except we're in the pandemic, post-pandemic, COVID-con, kill the people with the shot era now. And what are we ending up with? A ton of widows and orphans. This game isn't new. This is the way this evil thinks and operates because it's been warring against men for years, and this one's doing even further. When you add the transgender movement on here, which is nothing more than a demonic activity to seize control of the, of the entire concept of normal relations between man and woman, to invert it, to destroy it, and then to destroy men in the process. You add the mRNA shot, which we know has a high propensity to make youth sterile and on top of just killing men in particular and killing and destroying children, but destroying families most importantly, what do you end up with? You end up with a whole bunch of orphans and you end up with a whole bunch of widows. Isn't that interesting? And evil, why does evil want those? Because those are the prize. What's the one thing that they do all the time? They traffic women and they use kids for their pleasure, for the extraction of adrenochrome and the blood, and they use it for all their other sick pleasures in their satanic rituals. Children and women are their prize. And God said, protect and protect the women, the children and the orphans. See, this plan is, is very, this whole fight is spiritual, and this plan that they've had is very biblical in that sense. And what we are witnessing here is a phenomenal war that people are sitting on the sideline when and still trying to figure out. I don't know. I find it crazy. The thing is that they telegraphed it for a long time. There's an article today in Zero Hedge, and it's a profound article, quite frank, frankly, because what it deals with is the reality of what we're dealing with right now in this world, which is at, it is the creating and engineering of the social madness that we're dealing with. Now, the one thing the government has a masterful ability to do is the government now has the tools and the know-how to manufacture health crises. The government also has the tools and the know-how to manufacture civil unrest and political upheaval. That's not new. It's just gotten a lot more refined with social media. The government has the tools and the know-how to manufacture economic instability. They do it all the time. They, you want to get ahead, they just increase inflation. I mean, this is like the lies that they tell you with the CPI, Consumer Price Index. Oh, inflation's running 8.3%. Have you managed to track the cost of meat, eggs, milk, and gasoline? Just those three, those four, I mean. That, that inflation was running about 40 to 50% in, in many markets. So the government has the tools to know how to manufacture environmental disasters. Absolutely. Here's one. De deployed in 1947, Project Cirrus, an early precursor to HARP, the government's weather-altering agency, attempted to disable a hurricane as it was moving out to sea. 
Instead of weakening the storm, however, the government steered it straight into Georgia, resulting in millions of dollars of damage to properties. Hmm, that's interesting. For all those folks out there that say that weather warfare doesn't exist. Hmm. I'm sure we're just a bunch of conspiracy tin hatters, right? The government also has the tools and the know-how to manufacture communication blackouts. They do that very well, and they're planning on doing more of it. That's the one thing they do extremely well, as a, and that's called censorship. It's also called the ability to have the master switch if they need to to shut down the entire Internet. And variety of other tools, including EMPs and, and whatever else they come up with. The government has the tools and know-how to manufacture terrorist attacks. That would be 9-11 is one of the big ones there. When Mossad agents working with CIA put on a bunch of nano uh, thermite and painted it on the on the beams and the columns and they lit it off and they put in the overlaid planes to make people believe it was a plane when of course it wasn't a plane and people bought it and they went yay we, we have a plane we have to go destroy a bunch of terrorists that live in caves in Afghanistan and we're going to sacrifice our troops when we're over there and we're going to bring them all home or we're going to bring them all home in disaster and let the Taliban take over the country again after what 18 years or something so they can do all of that. And in so doing, they're just talking about perpetual war and perpetual chaos. This is about constantly sowing and engineering madness in a society to where people get so turned upside down that parents literally, I mean, if you want to get a measure of a society, I'll give it to you right here. This is how successful their madness program has been. A parent is given a gift of God, a child, a young boy. A young boy that goes to school in public schools and comes home and says, I think I want to be a girl. The parents say, oh my goodness, what do we do? So we go to a psychologist that works with the same group of people that are teaching the, the teachers. And they say, the psychologist says, yes, he's confused. He needs to go through gender reassignment. And the parents say, will it make it better? And they'll say, it prevents him from suicide, which makes a whole lot of sense. Because I guess when you cut off your genitals and you become, makes a young boy a eunuch so he'll never reproduce, I'm sure you know exactly how stable he'll be in the future. And the parents go along with this and they say, yay, yay. And they have the child modified. And they put the child through hormone blockers and hormone therapy. This is the state of reality in our nation, which would be an indication of the success of what we would call engineering societal madness. Because within all that societal madness, what is missing in all of these people's lives is God. We pull it out and people go crazy, literally. And the government has the tools and know-how to manufacture propaganda aimed at mind control and psychological warfare. Well, guess what we're living in right now? Because you don't chop the genitals off on your children if you haven't been propagandized and your brain turned into mush. We have lost our country. You need to understand that. We're, we're trying to fight to take it back, but we don't have a country right now. Our, we are, our Pentagon is being, our Department of Defense is being run by foreign agencies and foreign control. Our government is controlled by foreign agents. And most everybody in Congress has been blackmailed. Probably most of the people in D.C. have been blackmailed to one degree or another. Which is a pretty broad reach, and somebody might say that's a little excessive. I don't think it is when we consider the deceit that's happening up there. And here's the thing they also put on the table to ask yourself. So we have the one big question of the night is, why did a letter of 231 people, primarily veterans, signed saying they're going to hold accountability to the Department of Defense, go through it, has been subjected to a massive cyber war to have it removed literally from every chance, every chance they get, while the Epstein, Epstein flight logs get released and nobody says anything. They just let them flow. So whatever Epstein's flight logs represent to you, 
they are nothing compared to the magnitude of what that letter accounts is suggesting and what it would reveal if we can pull out the truth and the accountability of the officers that have turned treason on this nation. But here's the next piece that's most disturbing. Is it knowing the rules of treason, knowing that treason is the is the in the consequence of treason is frequently death, and knowing that crimes against humanity in a Nuremberg 2.0 trial would be death by hanging or execution. The question you have to ask is, what is it that has made these people turn on their nation and turn on the world and not be afraid of the consequences when everything they're about is preserving life for themselves? And either that blackmail is so severe or they have been offered something so great by a God that isn't the true God, but a God of lies and deceit, and they've bought it. But this is disturbing because there's the, the normal sessions of the things that would normally prevent people from doing these sort of heinous acts. These people actually don't believe they're going to be held accountable for. And that's evident in everything that they do. So what we have to start looking at really here is what is it going to bring our country back? And these are difficult questions. And we go back to the same principle of what that letter represents. And it has to begin by resetting a moral base in this nation. We need men to be strong again. Now, this part of the show, I'm going to speak very specifically to a one segment of our military and its Special Operations Command. And this is why I want to speak. And anybody in there, I want you to hear this and use this if you want to take it, copy it, spread it, do whatever you want. I don't care. Our military needs to be set, reset. It needs to go back to the in the uncorruptible moral foundation that the nation needs. Once the military is reset, the nation will follow relatively quickly. The problem is the military is a massive organization. There's a lot of ins and outs. And so what I'm going to talk about tonight is not a direct pathway, but a, but a reality, what we can talk about. There's, when Trump finished his term, tour of office, his term of office, he did something rather fantastic. He created another branch within the military. Rather than being under the army, he broke out Special Operations Command as a separate branch in the military. Now, why that's important is that means they have their own resource line. It means they have their own voice at the table of the Joint Chiefs. They're no longer sitting under somebody like the army, but they're sitting in the table as equal players. Now, the one thing to understand about Special Operations Command is when the Special Operations part of our military does something, the rest of the military generally follows, or at least they want to follow. So if SOCOM gets a new rifle, they're going to run it through the tests and the rigors, and ultimately it'll trickle down and the military will get a new rifle over time. If SOCOM comes up with some new uniform, you can watch those impacts of SOCOM, Special Operations Command, they will filter into the main body force. That's just the way it works. Because they end up being that cutting edge, that point of the spear of doing and testing and doing things that leads the rest of the Army. Right now with this letter out there, knowing that whatever that letter represents in the truth and the accountability of our command, it is more extreme and is more dangerous than the Epstein flight logs. That I can tell you just by presence of what's on the web and watching what's happening. There's no attempt to pull that stuff down. In fact, it's going viral. And the, in the meantime, a letter signed by 231 people, I keep saying this because that's 231 out of about 1.4 million standing in the military and 330 million in the population. There's kind of not that many people. That letter has caused a reaction that's disproportionate to what the letter represents. Unless what that letter would reveal if it was executed would be something so heinous 
that there probably wouldn't be any room and it, for anything for anything other than a speedy trial and an execution by hanging. That's my guess. That's how heinous we're talking about here. So I'm. what we need to see is we need to see support for our special operations component. The good men and women are there that are morally incorruptible. These are the tier one, tier two, tier three guys. These are the guys that are, do the highest level targeting. They need to hear this. They need to be at a place where you are now you are now the vanguard. You are now the point of the spear to reset SOCOM. They have all the capabilities. They know how to target. They know how to do covert work. They know how to organize a UW and conventional warfare campaign. And they have all the resources necessary to wage a legal war within their ranks. Every good general in SOCOM or JSOC, especially JSOC, but in general in SOCOM has a JAG at his, at his disposal. And those JAGs have learned very well how to operate within hostile environments to achieve the ultimate attempt or the ultimate goal. This now has to be a time when good NCOs, good officers come together and work with JAGs to organize within SOCOM an ability to hold these generals accountable that are within the SOCOM line. It's generals within SOCOM that have violated the law need to be held accountable. And the first general that's brought back on a courts martial and held accountable for violating the law and issuing a COVID-19 death shot to the soldiers in SOCOM, it will send a wave, a ripple of wave across the entire army and the rest of the military will follow. Now, I know that this is hard to do for soldiers in SOCOM. They literally need to hear something of a commander they trust. And whatever that commander is, I have to happen to know one that would. I can't get him on the show right now, but I know that if you would, that this would be something that would be needed to be done in order to rectify a military that's gone astray and lost its way. And that's where SOCOM becomes such an important branch in the military because it is representative of the best of the best of the best. So it's time right now to take that letter and to dig in, to start organizing within, to start doing the right thing within those ranks, and to continue to elevate the need to reset that branch of the military to that incorruptible moral base so that no longer are we subject to the hands and wills of politicians and treasonous leaders. And once that happens, once that pivot occurs, the entire military will follow at light speed. So my call and our prayer tonight will be to support these men and women. They're not in an easy place. This is not an easy thing to do. I need to be very clear about this. We're dealing in a, a time when retribution, punishment is coming from senior command for anybody to even suggest to stepping out of the line and not complying with the rules that these people put down that are illegal. They've drummed these people out. But what this letter is showing is there are people inside and outside and a whole lot of us outside that are speaking in and saying, we are going to support you in any way we can. But more importantly, the American people are supporting it. This, in spite of the attempts at, at, at censorship, this letter has picked up 10 to 20 million viewers. Its circulation is fantastic, and they're still trying to suppress it, and it's still moving. That means it's also going to be moving through the rank and file. So if you know people in special operations, encourage them to read that letter. Let them know that this position has to be done. This is how we reset this nation, in my opinion, but I think it's the only way forward. Because it's a, it is a hard reset. It's one that uses legal means 
peaceful legal means. But the beauty of SOCOM is they do this well. This is what they're, this is part of their core mission set, especially if you're special forces. How to make change. They have PSYOP in their capacity. They have information warfare in their capacity. They have unbelievable intelligence collection and research capabilities within there. It is easy for them to develop targeting packages on the people within the military that have betrayed this nation and who have literally become traitors within the ranks. And it's time, and they have the ability then to build massive packets of information that are legally justifiable because what you may not know is that every single time somebody executes what's called JPEL, and I talked about this the other night. It's, it is a kill capture list. It has to be legally vetted to withstand review by the standards of the U.S. military. They don't just do this randomly. So we're not calling for JPEL just in case this is misunderstood and we have to start having the freak out of commanders to try to suggest that somehow we're suggesting that you should be put on a JPEL list. My personal opinion, just so I'm very clear, you deserve every bit of it if you got there. But we're not calling for that. What we're calling for is an is organizing the good NCOs and officers within the ranks to do the right thing and to get with your JAG and start organizing and using the resources and capabilities because your enemy domestic is now within your ranks and they are destroying this nation and the people of this nation need a military that rights its ship and gets morally back on track because this war is real. And what's coming in the coming months and years is a bunch of fighting age males that have infiltrated this city thanks to administration and SES class, an entire government that's being controlled by foreign operators. They're flowing in these killers into our cities with the full intent of burning us down from within. And there again, what do we need? We need SOCOM. They're the ones that can pull this network apart. They're the ones that can work with the regular military if we need to, to deal with a domestic war. And to be able to very successfully filter out that which is civilian and innocent and that which is walking in civilian clothes and a nasty little agent that needs to be sent home. Now, all that said, our component of this is massive. All of this is going to function when we start to wage war through prayer. And we come back to this. So if you think for a moment that there is that you don't have a role in this, your role is as important as ever right now. We have to be praying into the principalities. We have to be praying into those things that are to encourage soldiers' hearts to lift them up. Patton understood this. This was why I did on, on New, Year's, New Year's Eve, I believe. This is why I did the Patton prayer. It, the, discussing a general that understood prayer as a principal method of his warfare. Commander Rob Green, who was on the other night. He is a commander who actually seeks prayer in God before he makes a decision as a commander. My goodness, I didn't know we had one. We're blessed. And now we have to do the same for our, our military. And you can pray for everybody in the military, but we need to pray particularly for SOCOM because they have the capacity to make a change that will ripple effect the entire military. And none of this has to be anything other than prayer and reinforcing them with prayer to give the, God the access in flow into them so we can raise them up and they can do the legal thing to bring justice in a system to reset justice and reset them the ship so that we are prepared then and, and freed from this and it begins to triple, ripple across the entire military. A very critical issue here. And every single person listening to this is active in this fight. The war is real, folks. It's very real. And our role in it is very real. And your role in this, in supporting these actions, is greater than you can imagine. 
We have to bring the fight to the enemy, and we have to support our soldiers on the front line who are going to have to do the most difficult fight they've ever done. This isn't about guns. This isn't about swords of steel. It's about them having the moral courage to put it all on the line in a way they've never had to, and it's not easy. Some of these people are people they've operated with, that they've been through conflict with, done through difficult operations with, and have, have had a lot of respect for. But these are commanders who have betrayed the nation, who have betrayed their oath, and need to be held accountable. And that moral courage to be able to stand up and organize and bring that commander to account for their injustice and do so within the systems of justice that currently exist, that's a difficult walk to do. And I don't suggest it's easy. But they're not going to get there if we don't give them prayers of support. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight, very humbled, in a very difficult time of our nation and trying to reset itself in a miraculous way. This is a place where we have to step in truly right now to pray in to our military. We're going to focus particularly this evening, Father, on the Special Operations Command, a place where we know that there has been deceit in leadership, leadership that has tried to force an illegal injection upon its best operators, has threatened operators to have to repay their training if they didn't comply, has threatened operators with non-deployment and menial jobs to punish them for not complying to illegal orders. So, Father, we want to pray into those who have held the line. We want to give them the support and prayer to be strong, to stand mightily within the body of Christ. We pray life into them. We pray courage into them, and a different type of courage. These men are fearless. But this is the type of courage now to turn and use the tools that they have, not the tools of steel, but the tools of the moral courage, the anchoring in their faith, to step in now more than ever and to walk in and pull the right thing to do the right things, to hold these commanders accountable, to rethink war and battle in a completely new way, which puts you first in this war and allows them to walk in this place where they know that they have a blessing to find the truth and to reset this, this organization to a moral correctness of perfection that will never deviate again, to rid ourselves of the corrupted commanders and leadership, to reset the moral values within a system, to find those roots of things that are most likely dark and evil, where resources have been used to move children, traffic drugs, whatever that is, and to stop, put a stop to it once and for all, to clean house from top to bottom and to right the ship. So, Father, we pray a blessing over SOCOM tonight, Special Operations Command. We pray a blessing into the hearts of the soldiers that are willing to take someone into this, to, to take the stand on this, we pray, pray protection over them, and we pray moral courage into them. And most of all, we pray love. Love. Love for our fellow soldier. Love for our fellow man. To understand that we're with you. Our prayers are with you. We'll continue to lift you up in a very difficult time. Bless them, Father. Guide them in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. There are no clear pathways in this other than at the end of the day, our prayers and our love for one another. And this is why we go about this in a moral and legal way. We're not trying to raise a war of steel. They do that well. They've done that to our blood. If you have any questions about that, just go to a veteran's memorial cemetery and watch all the, look at all the headstones that are there and how the wars that have been waged to destroy innocent people for their blood sacrifice. 
What we need now are the men of courage that understand how to fight a fight in a different way, an unconventional war. Not with, not an unconventional war of violence, but an unconventional war of fifth generation level and sixth generation level, where you're literally waging war with the tools that you have around you to expose to, to, and to identify, to isolate, and to bring to justice through a legal process, which the military does an exceptional job at through the UCMJ. And knowing that if this was a possible, if this war is won this way in the in SOCOM, the tipping point, like I said, would be the entire military, and the ripple effect then would be a foundation to work from to take back this nation. But we have to get our military back. In this particular time, we need to know that those men and women that are in uniform are going to be loyal to the Constitution. Most are, but our many commanders have proven not. And we have to also get established within the soldiers that there is no reason they should be abiding by an illegal order. Because if you'll abide by an illegal order to take a shot, the question is, will you be able to say no to an illegal order that tells you to shoot and kill your fellow man in country? Because that's what they want to do. So patriots, I'm just going to ask you to continue to pray for these folks. It's the only way we can do this. Patton understood the power of prayer. Let us honor him. Let us pray for these soldiers. Let us pray to God for the rightening of the ship. Let us pray to God for the justice that must come and focus on Special Operations Command. They have all the tools necessary to pull this off correctly. And they can do it efficiently and well. They are the nation's best of their best, and they deserve every prayer we can give them. So, patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow morning for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest dead. Oh.